Hey, welcome back to Behind the Mic Podcast. You are here with Dave and yeah. Dewey, and I'm Mike. And uh, we are talking about worldviews on topics that are all over the place. And today, we want to talk about Dewey. What's our topic today? Marriage. 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 We're talking about marriage. That classic line from Princess Bride, for those go. of you that have not watched. The thing probably one of the best movies <laughs> ever made. I didn't like it. Love. True love. <laughs> I did watch it. I didn't like it. You didn't like it? I didn't. But, I, oh. but I, yeah, I need to watch it again. Yeah. To, to be fair. So, yeah. Make so, we're talking about marriage <laughs> and uh, what is marriage? Why is it important? Um, we're all married, right? Yes. Dave, how many years? Quick. 12. 12 years. 12 years. Yeah. Do we? 19. 19. What? 35 for me. Ooh. So we have a lot of years together uh, of marriage here, so we should be experts, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> I think it's kind of like the older you get, the more you realize how little you know. Um, it's kind of the same with marriage. I think it's... Uh, the, the the extension of marriage in time, I think, really helps you to uh, understand it better. But then also at the same time, like still this puzzling thing. Uh, so, uh, but it, I would say it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. You agree? Uh, yes. Oh, it's your very, wife's watching. Very happy to be married. <laughs> yes, I'm glad. To, I mean, marriage has been awesome. It's parenting that's been probably oh, the man. hardest thing. Yeah. For me. <laughs> we'll save that for another time. That could be probably a six or seven episode yeah. uh, parenting, but we'll we'll tackle that too. That's a great topic. <laughs> so, Dave, uh, what is marriage? Oh, it's an analogy. Oh. So it's not it's not actually like it's not real. It's not a substantial thing. No, no, no. It's real. Okay, it's a real analogy of of God and His invitation and relationship with his creatures that he created in his image so from the very beginning right genesis 2 um marriage is that god created both man and woman both bearing his image respectively difference and deference right yeah uh and instead of having them on their own he put them together right and so cooperatively you have two image bearers distinct image bearers cooperating together and God blesses them to fill the earth, to subdue it, to have dominion. He gives them authority kind of like as, as, as co-regents, as, as kings under the, the king of the universe, you know, to rule over creation and to populate it. And so that's how it starts. But what is revealed later on is that it really was a metaphor all along. Christ is the bridegroom, the church is the bride. Yeah. In the end of history, it's the marriage supper of the Lamb, right? Where uh, God is united with his people. Um, throughout the Old Testament, God um, speaks about Israel and as a husband to a wife, right? She was unfaithful, but I will right. win her back. I will take her back. And what this reveals is that, and you know, Paul talks about this in, in um, Ephesians 5, right? Mm-hmm. Is that this is a great mystery, and it's really talking about Christ and the church. Yeah. So in the end of the day, marriage is important, and what marriage is has everything to do with the gospel, with God and his people, with Christ and the church. I thought you were going to say it was when I had our I do's. Yeah. 
<laughs> that's good though. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm joking. Yeah, yeah. That really, that really yeah. does sum it up well. Um, and I'm going to ask you the same question: What is marriage to you? I mean, I think Dave hit it right on the head. I mean, that's that, that's the original intent of marriage. Um, but I see you have your Bible open here. Well, I just as he was talking, you know, so God did create two people, uh, a man and a woman, and He said, He said after He created the man. It's not good for him to be alone. Yeah. And I'm going to make a, a helper fit for him. And that word fit, um, in the old King James Bible, it was like a help meet, I think is the is the language. Help meet. Yeah. yeah. But the the idea is is it's like a puzzle piece that fits together. Yeah. And so man was Incomplete. <laughs> you're cracking up. Over, oh, I'm going to tell my that. wife, like, yeah, God, praise God, you're the chunk of meat that God has given to fit me. <laughs> I don't think that's the, the M-E-A-T? original language. Oh, meat. Oh, M E E T. I think so. I was just thinking probably M E E T. I don't have a slab of meat, but it was that's the world's definition. It was this old. It was this old way of of communicating someone that completed you. And so I think I see that so many ways, like, like my wife helps me and, and I help her and we work as a team. Um, and when I do marriage counseling, I really like to challenge couples to, instead of attacking one another, start working together to attack the problem. Because mm, the issue yeah. is, is not your spouse. Yeah, the issue is good. whatever challenge you're coming up against. So. Yeah. Well, as long as we're joking here, I couldn't help think <laughs> about, again, maybe confession time here uh, on The Office. Uh, one of Steve Carell's, um, his characters, uh, you complete me. You guys have seen that? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. that's from uh, Jerry uh, Maguire. Jerry Maguire. Oh, it is? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, it was on so The Office. I missed the connection quoting. there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That is amazing. I just learned something today because I've seen... I've seen Jerry Maguire, but I, I think, missed that. But they stole it from the Bible, is what yeah. Dewey's saying. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Help yeah. me help you. Wasn't that from Jerry Maguire yeah. as well? <laughs> Show me the money is all I remember. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> Doesn't fit though. So <laughs> Well, some marriages. <laughs> Show me the marriage. <laughs> Show me the money. When it comes <laughs> when it comes to the end, it's show me the money. <laughs> now yeah. Now this is all good stuff, and I think I think that really that's the the, the crux of marriage is to understand that um in the very beginning, you know, it's not good for man to be alone, and the help meet or the help mate, um, we'll say, yeah. is uh, is it really is the fulfillment of uh, our relationship on earth with someone who is really made for us or meant for us. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's so important with thirty five years which, of marriage. I get that, which I, I think comes back to what would what Dave was talking about is it probably marriage is is really. Um, a, a a way of helping us to appreciate and better understand the gospel. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Uh, throughout the whole New Testament, um, we read uh, about how you know Apostle Paul talks a lot about the church being the bride and Christ being the bridegroom. And there's such again goes back to what you just said. You're you're. It's yeah. an analogy, and it really is. Um, yeah. The Bible uh, ends with a marriage. So I'd yeah, be that's right. Yeah, that's the part at the end is a marriage one. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Why do you think that what we're talking about from a biblical worldview seems like, yeah, no brainer. Like yeah. this seems like beautiful. It's it's Christ in the church. And it's like my heart just rejoices in that. And why 
is what we're talking about. One, not readily acceptable culturally, or two, just just almost old fashioned. Um, I don't know. Why is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I I think that marriage is also a sacred thing. It's a commitment. We always hear it's a commitment made between you and your spouse before God. And I think we've lost touch uh, of that. And I think we see that in our society. Um, I don't know what the statistics are now, but it used to be 50% of marriages end in divorce. And I think now we see more and more um, where people just aren't getting married. You know, they have, uh, we, we have now have laws for insurance that, you know, you live together so long and now you are technically married or however that works. I don't know, but I mean, we have, <clears throat> our society has made it okay to leave marriage out of the picture. And I don't think it's, I don't think it's coincidental that it is rooted in Genesis one and, and it is very mm-hmm. much. Uh, the analogy of Christ in the church. And uh, again, society is pulling away from anything. That's uh, like I think that. what you're asking too is like the reason, like, so why? And uh, yeah. I think both you can answer why from the Bible and just why from the world is that the way we define marriage is the ideal. Right. This is how God created marriage, man and woman in his own image together, cooperative and different, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Eve was named Eve, which means life. Why? Because she alone can give life. Mm-hmm. Adam, right, was the one tasked, right, kind of uh, in, in the leadership of subduing the earth. And even in that, you know, you can see glimpses of beauty in God's image and just how men and women are different. However, what happens is when you go later on in the Bible, you see, man, marriage is... Like, a lot of marriages didn't work. David had how many wives? Like, Mm -hmm, uh, uh, women were treated like property. It seemed, obviously, there's parts in the Bible where it's like, this seems very patriarchal. And in the world, too, is so moving from the ideal to the real, right? In a broken world, God entered in and stooped down with people who had very sinful assumptions and cultures, and he worked through that pointing towards again to the ideal mm-hmm. that this ends with a marriage festival you know, a marriage celebration and it began with this eden ideal and so once you start moving from the ideal to the real of a sinful world and then you look outside and it's like well it didn't work for my parents it's probably mm-hmm. not going to work for me yeah right, right? and uh uh, uh <laughs> obviously you know uh marriage is this kind of some kind of patriarchy which there could be some truth to that if you look in the wrong places yeah or if you come with the wrong assumptions. So there's almost this picture of what was the ideal yeah. as God intended and created it th- that has been totally distorted mm-hmm. into something that it wasn't meant to be, which creates, you know, we, we see that that distortion distortion and it, it causes us to be turned off to yeah. to marriage. I, I don't want that. Yeah. Well, I think it's funny too that in Genesis one one, we're talking about something very basic, very foundational, and we've seen. I mean, I know we're we're aware of it. Most believers understand that everything that God created is good, and yet everything that God created is being perverted by mm-hmm. Satan because Satan is he he's he's out to steal and kill and destroy, and he does that by taking what was good and twisting it and perverting it to make it something completely different. Which you're saying then ends up in something not good. Yeah. So if the foundation of marriage is being distorted, as you said, it's not going to turn out well, um, so, typically. So follow-up question. 
What are some of those distortions? You you mentioned a couple, yeah. patriarchy or, yeah. um, you know, but what are some of those distortions that we're seeing? Um, I mean, even practical things like, uh, uh, you know, taking the last name, right, of the husband, right? Mm, yeah. Um, you know, and you can just, and you can make it sound like, well, that's just treating women as property. So that mm-hmm. that's one. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, or, or even like, let's talk like financial. It's like, do you know people who say like, yeah, we're married, but not officially married? And you know that there's a reason for that. Yeah. Because it's like you actually have a financial advantage not to be married officially by the state, but you can act like you're married. Yeah. <laughs> right? And it's like, well... That's not good. It's not good that like a like you should get married, yes, but a but b it's not good that it's it stinks for people to get marriage married in some circumstances. Like you lose out on financial right incentives, mm-hmm. and in it, in addition to that, there's lots of reasons why it's more advantageous to be single than married. Like just especially for guys, if you don't have yeah. to deal with kids, yeah. right? Right. One thing that we don't like as a society is commitment Mm -hmm. and according to god's word marriage is a commitment for life and we don't like to be tied to commitments and i think that's part of the thing that that can really disillusion people is you know i want to be with you for life but then when things don't work out the way that i thought they would because i'm i'm very disillusioned about what marriage is um i don't like this because i have to do things that i don't want to do or uh, can't do things that I want to do. You well, know, in the a commitment one is huge because it makes me go back to what you were talking about, Dave, with Christ and the church. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Christ. If 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 marriage is a picture, an um, an illustration of the gospel, then what is what is Christ's commitment to the church? Mm. Is it conditional? Is mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Is it very good? You know. So so I think wow, that becomes a, a big picture a challenge um a vision for long-term commitment yeah. so it's you know even go going back to genesis 2 right god cuts adam open takes out a big chunk of him right his side and it's almost yeah. like this dying and i i joke around with people who are about to get married it's like all right you're gonna die because you two are going to be united and you're going to be a new person in a sense it's like yeah you have to surrender selfishness because now you're yeah. in it together. Yeah. But you know, in Genesis two, when Adam wakes up and God brings her to him, it's like, it's amazing. Yeah. So, so, so the fear of, you know, in, in a say, in a way like you're dying, right? You yeah. are, you are now committed for life um, to this in one way. It's like, it's an end, but it's also the beginning of something amazing. So, so he, one thing you're saying is is making me think back to some premarital counseling that I was just doing for a couple recently, and we're talking about you know leaving and cleaving, mm-hmm. that classic phrase of leaving my home, my my past life, yep. my family, and now cleaving and becoming one to my spouse. And um, we were going through a book, and and the book was just making the the point that that leaving is not only leaving my family but leaving a lot of the things i used to do the dying illustration yeah Yeah. and one of the things that i see with marriage counseling is that people can't give up that Mm. that past life yeah and we have 
as a culture define love as something about getting, but biblically, you know, love is defined as something that we give. And God is our greatest example. God right. so loved the world that he gave his only begotten mm-hmm. son. So so love biblically is about sacrificial giving and marriage problems happen because we're trying to take. My wife isn't doing this. She's causing this or he's doing this and and that's not fair. And and so we start to look through that that lens of Um, the relationship becomes a lot more transactional that if you do this, then I'll do that. And and it becomes kind of um, this selfish that, that touches on something too. um, Because I think this one really hits for men because this is one of the distinctions between the husband and the wife. Um, It's, it's man should leave father and mother Mm. and hold fast to his wife. And just as it is God who gave up his son, Mm -hmm. it is Christ who laid down his life for the bride. It is, you know, Ephesians 5, love your wife as Christ loved the church Mm -hmm. and gave himself up for her. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I don't know how you can see that as patriarchal, because what this is really calling to is for the man to die and surrender everything. Leaving father and mother is to leave all the power and all of the all the protection and everything you had under that family to start a new one. And you're supposed to leave and hold fast to your lot, to your wife mm. and to, and to be part of something new. Now that is absolutely terrifying. If you take it seriously, because yeah. you're really calling a man to surrender everything and to commit right to becoming something new, becoming a, a new family. Yeah. And so, um, we know as India, uh, this was a real big issue in India and Eastern cultures because I would talk to Indian Christians all the time because what would happen in Indian custom is that even Indian Christians would do this is that the wife, when they get married, they would have to, she would have to leave her family and join the husband's family. And uh, I was like, I, I would confront pastors all the time. It's like, it doesn't say she leaves father and mother. It says he, hmm. right? Uh, you you really should right mm-hmm. be different than than the rest of the culture around you, mm-hmm. and yeah. and you really should yeah, yeah like take responsibility because the the more it's it's reflecting the culture and the brokenness of what marriage has become yeah the more you can say yeah it is it does look like patriarchy it does look like patriarchy yeah for Christian versions of marriage in India where where the where the wife <coughs> doesn't get to see her family mm-hmm. it's it's it needs to be the opposite yeah and. As we're talking, I mean, my mind's just racing here because I, I'm hearing the sacrificial leaving, husbands leaving their family, you know, being united to his wife yeah. and and starting this new family. And I'm hearing, you know, dying, right? Jesus yeah. says, love your wife as, as, you know, Paul says, love your wife as Christ loved the church. And man, that picture is a picture of, sacrificial servant based Mm -hmm. right and so i think i think another perversion you're talking about the patriarchy like there is a perverted view of what it means to be a leader yeah and um a servant Mm -hmm. um in so well doesn't it say correct me if i'm wrong doesn't it say that the husband is supposed to be over the wife (laughs) yeah I mean, let's talk about yes and that. No. Really? Yes. Yeah. I think that's really good. So, right. so I think I think yeah, yes and no. So, you know, in in a similar way of you know, Christ is head of the church, 
but again, without the sacrifice part, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Yeah. That's how you can see it as abusive. Now, really, who is the head um, when you have, for example, uh, sex with outside of marriage and uh, you live with a girl and you're committed to the point that you want to be committed, right? And so you get all of the, you try to get all of the good. All the perks. Well, the perks without the actual sacrifice. Yeah. You actually are the abuser and you are the head. Yeah. Because really what you're doing is you're trying to take without give. Yeah. Right? And so I would say, you know, the most patriarchal or abusive thing is the person, right? The man who's not willing to, to really pursue the side of dying into marriage yeah. and the joy that comes with that. Um, realizing that you have so much that you can give if you give up everything and, and, and to commit to her and to love her in the same way that God loved you in sending a son to die for you. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, the, the whole idea of like, okay, it's like Adam and Eve, like who is more important? It's like, well, they're both in the image of God. Mm-hmm. All right. So Adam, he kept his name. He was the head. He was the responsible one. It's like, yeah, but Eve gives life. Adam can't do that. So the idea here is it's not like a hierarchy where one is more important than the other. Rather, it's a complementarity. It's like you have two amazing image bearers of God. Yeah. And that's even reflected in like God himself. I'm like, I'm sorry. Holy Spirit, he's what? Who's who? He's what? A helper? Yeah. Yeah. So is God your leader and your shield bearer? He's both. Yeah. Is God your Lord and your helper? He's both. Mm-hmm. Is he your comforter, right? And and uh, and in charge of your life? He's both. And so the perverted view of reading that kind of idea in scripture is that that leadership or headship is seen as something that is authoritarian. Right. And I think that's again a distortion of what God's God's design is. And that's why I brought the question up because I know that there are some um, pockets of society even within the church that really stand by that. Oh yeah. That you you will listen to what I say, you will do what I tell you to do because it's scriptural. And There's even distortions and I would say even heresies in people's understanding of the Trinity because they're almost forcing that. Right. So, yeah. like, you know, like you yeah. this technical term, it's like, uh, what's a e- eternal subordination of the sun. It's like, go Google it, you know, don't, don't, worry. but it's like, <laughs> it's saying it's like that there's somehow some kind of hierarchy between the father is somehow greater than the son where a, that's not what Bible, the Bible says, but B that fits in really nicely with like a very patriarchal view of marriage. Yeah. Instead you get, you get the opposite. It's that you have the son willingly, right? Obeying the father. Yeah. You have the father delighting, right? To lead the son for the sake, right? Yeah. Of, of expanding his family and saving sinners. And you have this willful, cooperation where there's difference and deference within god the father god the son god the holy spirit not a hierarchy mm-hmm. right yeah. and really you only get into trouble if you can only see all the world as like a chain of command or a hierarchy that's not the world we live in that's and that's right. not who god is yeah i'm just support for this um is first corinthians chapter 7 talking about marriage right mm-hmm. and so paul is talking about the sexual part of of the relationship and he's talking about you know basically um that his the wife's body is not her own mm-hmm. right so all the all the patriarchal kind of like, yeah yeah but then he's like no 
and the husband's body is not his own. That's right. right? <laughs> so, so, you know, and as far as, as far as the people that hear this, it's like, well, aren't men supposed to be leaders? Yeah. And a slave. That's yeah. right. <laughs> if, if, if you understand yeah. leadership through the lens of Jesus, yeah. Yeah. what does he, what does he command in Mark chapter, chapter 10 in regards to leadership? The, the Gentiles lord it over, mm-hmm. yeah. but he's like, you don't know what leadership looks like? It's like, it's like give up your life, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Become a become a slave, and it's so well. And, and we're moving into the Christmas season, and we're always reminded that Christ could have come in this grandeur, uh, riding a white horse with the crown, but he didn't. He came in such a humble way, and yet that I mean, the perfect example of true leadership or headship mm-hmm. in a marriage is how Christ came. For us, um, I think mm-hmm. that's a, a great example, and and I think you know maybe maybe we need to think about that more as we look at as least as guys or husbands um, leading their their family and their their, uh, yeah, their marriage. The, the way I think of it as headship, it should be more of thinking of it as taking responsibility. Yeah, it's that, it's oh, that simple. Great. Yeah, it's it really like is. if you're head of your family, what it means is you take responsibility not just for you but for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you had to sacrifice and leave everything to start something new. You take responsibility. For what for what was newly created and you getting married and having kids. Well, and so to the husbands out there that are struggling, right? In yeah. their marriage. Sure. You wanna you wanna be a leader, step up and say, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Well, it's not my fault. I it's she she's not submitting to me. Well, maybe maybe your dynamic would be a whole lot different if you said, Look, I'm sorry. And you take responsibility and yeah. you start loving your wife. And if she doesn't love you back, yeah. you do it like Christ did and sacrificially love and give and give and give. And I've had people say, well, you know, that's abusive. And I say, well, you know, Hebrews talks about, you know, you haven't, you haven't given to the point of shedding blood. Have you shed blood yet? Mm. <laughs> like, wow. like yeah. it's hard words, but that's what it looks like. And I, that's the cost that it takes to have a healthy, solid marriage that hopefully is moving towards what Genesis 1 and 2 is talking about. I can't help but hear that. And, uh, you know, just over the past month, um, the, the company I work for, we've been promoting the movie The Blind, um, about the story about Phil and Kay Robertson. And I was able to meet with them and talk to them about the movie and their life and how Kay was kind of flipped. But Kay gave everything and mm-hmm. poured everything into that marriage, believing that God had ordained their marriage and that Phil, in living uh, a life of – and he said it. Uh, he was completely living in the world. Everything he did was all about himself, drinking and out with women and you name it, drugs. Um and she waited and believed. And uh, that's, uh, even though it was flipped, that's really what the crux of marriage is, is, is sacrificial giving. Um, and, and they have a great marriage now and, and have changed millions of lives. We're running out of time here. Um, man, this is a topic that we could go really deep on, and I, and I want to do that. I think that you have a lot of wisdom um, in things that you've done over the years in your counseling, um, some great stories, and I think that our world needs help in this area, especially in the church. I don't think that we're much different than the world when it comes to um, success in marriage. I think we all could share stories about our own marriages that 
um, we didn't expect. You know, 35 years ago, I thought my marriage was going to look a lot different than it does now, and I'm grateful that it it didn't look the way I wanted it to, um, because uh, it really is all about the sacrificial giving and. And the start in Genesis was a perfect example of what marriage is. I hope that you uh, took away something from this. Guys, final words on this, Dave? Always go back to A, the Edenic design, Eden, right? God's Mm -hmm. design, right? And then always look forward to where this is ending. Yeah. If you hold on to the ideal, then let that help your pathway through the real because marriage is hard and it's messy. Mm-hmm. But there's something so amazing about taking responsibility as a husband that creates this environment where it's like my wife can joyfully join in as a helper yeah. because my interest is not my own. I care about my wife. And so if I'm responsible for her and our kids and I and I'm the fall guy, I'm the one who right, who who needs to take serious responsibility, it's like that creates an environment where it's just like my wife is free to love and to support and and to come alongside this new thing. So yeah, fo- focus on the ideal, and then you know what? We live in a society where the our culture and our government is continuing to be mess around messing around with the definition of marriage. Yeah, and so uh, look, there are some people where there's financial ascend incentives and disincentives to get married we know people right who it's like they have a hard time with that there that's going to continue to happen in the end of the day what's more important is real the real picture is that leaving father and mother sacrificially it's painful but there's a joy on the other side of it like i said it's like happily married it's like it's awesome (laughs) like sex and marriage rocks (laughs) like family and community and 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 being able to like you know know that you have someone else in with you it's this amazing experience and there's nothing like it yeah. so i'd say like if you're not yet married it's like look at the ideal and dream towards that mm-hmm. do it i know a lot of people are hurting yeah and marriage is painful for them um if they're believers and they have Christ in their heart, especially if if both parties in the marriage would claim to be followers of Jesus, I would just encourage people to look to the gospel. And the same grace that God has shown them, I would encourage them to extend that to their spouse and let the gospel practically work its way out in that giving. And if both person start giving and change their focus away from taking to giving, they're going to see the gospel transform their, their marriage. And I would point them to, to passages like Matthew, Matthew 18, where it talks about the, the unforgiving servant mm-hmm. and, and how much they've been, and just meditating on how much they've been forgiven by, by God and then extend that same grace in the in the spirit of Ephesians four thirty two that you would forgive as God in Christ for, has forgiven you. And always remember, it's a metaphor, which means that if you had a broken marriage, if you had a string of broken marriages, or you never get married, or you never you, you never seem to feel like you get any it it right at all. <laughs> in the end of the day, right, the marriage of God and His people, the union of God and His people. Right, that is the one that you could be assured of. 
that you are not missing out, right? If your marriage stinks or if it it's broken or yeah. you get divorced or you never get married. It's just it's just a dance. It's a preparation for something greater to come. Mm-hmm. So focus on that and don't miss out in in giving your life to Jesus. Well, stay tuned as always. Join us next week. Um, we're going to be talking about more topics through a Christian worldview. Um, if you're struggling in your marriage, find help and know that you're not alone. It is it is difficult because we tend to be selfish beings. But uh, as Dewey said, there is hope. And um, focus on the real, true uh, origin of marriage and see your marriage be transformed. So thanks. Come back next week. We'll be here watching and waiting for you. Take care.